Section 37 of Nyan Riley's Wit and Humor. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Nyan Riley's Wit and Humor. Section 37. The Diary of Darius T. Skinner. Fifth Avenue Hotel, New York, December 31, 1880-something. It hardly seems possible that I am here in New York, putting up at a hotel where it cost me five dollars or six dollars a day just simply to exist. I came here from my faraway home entirely alone. I have no business here, but I simply desired to rub up against greatness for a while. I need polish, and I am smart enough to know it. I write this entry in my diary to explain who I am and to help identify myself in case I should come home to my room intoxicated some night and blow out the gas. The reason I am here is that last summer while whacking bulls, which is really my business, I grub-staked Alonzo McReady and forgot about it till I got back and the boys told me that Lon had struck a first national bank in the shape of the Sarah Waters claim. He was then very low with mountain fever and so nobody felt like jumping the claim. Saturday afternoon Alonzo passed away and left me the Sarah Waters. That's the only sad thing about the whole business now. I am raised from bullwhacking to affluence, but Alonzo is not here. How we would take in the town together if he'd lived, for the Sarah Waters was enough to make us both well fixed. I can imagine Lon's look of surprise and pride as he looks over the outer battlements of the New Jerusalem and watches me paint the town. Little did Lon think when I pulled out across the flat with my whiskers full of alkali dust and my cuticle full of raw agency whiskey that inside of a year I would be a nabob, wearing biled shirts every single day of my life and clothes made specially for me. Life is full of sudden turns and no one knows here in America where he'll be in two weeks from now. I may be back there associating with greasers again as of yore and skinning the same bulls that I've heretofore scunned. Last evening I went to see the Mikado, a kind of singing theater and Chinese walk-around. It is what I would call no good. It is acted out by different people who claim they are Chinamen, I reckon. They teeter around on the stage and sing in the English language, but their clothes are peculiar. A homely man who played that he was the Lord High Executioner and Chairman of the Vigilance Committee wore a pair of wide bandana pants, which came off during the first act. He was cool and collected, though, and so caught them before it was everlastingly too late. He held them on by one hand while he sang the rest of his piece, and when he left the stage the audience heartlessly whooped for him to come back. The Mikado is not funny or instructive as a general thing, but last night it was accidentally facetious. It has too much singing and not enough vocal music about it. There is also an overplus of conversation through the thing that seems like talking at a mark for two dollars a week. It may be owing to my simple ways, but the Mikado is too rich for my blood. We live well here at the Fifth Avenue. The man that owns the place puts two silver forks and a clean tablecloth on my table every day, and the young fellows that pass the grub around are so well-dressed that it seems sassy and presumptuous for me to bother them by asking them to bring me stuff, when I'd just as soon go and get it myself and nothing else in the world to do. I told the waiter at my table yesterday that when he got time I wished he would come up to my room and we could have a game of old sledge. He is a nice young man and puts himself out a good deal to make me comfortable. I found something yesterday at the table that bothered me. 
It was a new kind of a silver dingus, with two handles to it for getting a lump of sugar into your tea. I saw right away that it was for that, but when I took the two handles in my hand like a nutcracker and tried to scoop up a lump of sugar with it, I felt embarrassed. Several people who were total strangers to me smiled. After dinner the waiter brought me a little pink glass bowl of lemonade and a clean wipe to dry my mouth with, I reckon, after I drank the lemonade. I do not pine for lemonade much anyhow, but this was specially poor. It was just plain water with a lemon rind and no sugar into it. One rural rooster from Pittsburgh showed his contempt for the blame stuff by washing his hands in it. I may be rough and uncouth in my style, but I hope I will never lower myself like that in company. End of section 37. Recording by Philip Gould.